Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Truly Evolutionary Podcast with me, Kenzie. I am super excited, and I know it seems like I haven't talked to you guys in a minute. You know, so we might as well just do a little talking talk real quick. Updates on me. I started training for a new position. Whoop, whoop. Your girl is, you know, trying to elevate, okay, for the sad shit happening on my hairstylist is moving to dallas chris i'm sad and i'm gonna miss you we've bonded so much probably like for over the next for the past two years uh you do my hair you do a lot of my friends from college coming from college hair too so it's fun being able to talk about you know the things that we do together and then you know chop it up with you i'm gonna sincerely miss you and i love you but um since you out there in dallas you're gonna be able to put a girl on to like where i need to go and have a snack or two from and i'm here for that um also i unofficially got like broken up with because we weren't together and i just want to say some of you niggas is weird uh <laughs> I don't I'm not the drama queen type but I don't know like so he had a key to my apartment which is absolutely fine I wasn't tripping because sometimes I lose shit and somebody needs to have a key due to his schedule and how he moves he was available cool well I'm not at home and he insisted that he come into my apartment and he took his little, you know, when people get, uh, when people be shady, you know, they always say little something. So he took his little stuff out or whatever. I had like a little, um, on my bedside table, he had like a little drawer and he had like a toothbrush and like some deodorant or whatever. He made sure he came in and took them out of the little drawer and threw them away. Sir, ain't nobody pressed. Like, Ain't nobody pressed over your little mini travel size deodorant or your little $2 toothbrush that you got from the travel section. Now, I'm a person that uses natural deodorant, you know, paying you you pay a lot for natural deodorant. If it was natural deodorant, you came back to get that. I ain't tripping because I understand. Or if you use a Quip toothbrush, you know, they send you a new replacement head every three months or so. And I understand if your three months wasn't up and you went back in and you grabbed your toothbrush. Like, that's fine. I get it. But, sir, it wasn't it wasn't that deep. And then the next day, well, he insisted that he tell me, hey, it's over. Okay. I'm not that type of person. To, but why... All right, nigga, like, I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> what do you want? And so, yeah, just let it go. It's, But then he going to text me talking about how's training. How are you? Nigga, ain't no small talk going on over here. Leave me alone. Like, you drew your, land, you drew your little line in the sand, and that it is what it is. Don't cross it, though. Anyway... Maybe is Mercury about to be in retrograde or something like that again? Is it that or, you know, is this potential new hurricane fucking up shit again? I don't know. I don't know. But I just know keep that energy away from me. But um, recently we had some developments 
in some things and I would like to give a shout out to um, our new whistleblower which is a black woman and she's an LPN um, and she has called out ICE on their practices um, and she a quote from Dawn Wooten is I became a whistleblower now and now I'm a target but I'll take a target anyway to do what is right than just sit there and be a part of something in, inhumane. And I also want to say that um, this these kind of things have been happening. Um, there are a lot of doctors who have sterilized women um, without their consent. <clears throat> and I know I referenced a couple of episodes back um, the situation that Lovecraft did cover um, in episode three with Letty in the house and the first three victims that she called out were victims of the father of gynecology who had a statue in New York for pretty much practicing on enslaved women without any kind of anesthesia, um, like inhumane things and so I do want to salute um Dawn Wooten protect her at all costs um because she is amazingly brave again listen to black women period <clears throat> then I also want to give a RIP to RBG 2020 is trash um however RBG could have left um under Obama but she chose not to cool you know um and i know her word her last words were saying that she didn't she didn't want to be replaced until we got a new president and i admire her stance in that um but guys like it's not all lost however you still need to get out and vote because this is why you vote because that president gets to pick who's going to take her spot now um and the lady hasn't even had a proper burial yet. And Cheeto in chief and the rest of his staff are already talking about replacing her. But I do want to say that we do still have somebody on our side. We still have Justice Sotomayor there. She was appointed under Obama as well. And I mean, but I know she can't do it all by herself. So we need to get some help in there. That's my political spiel. Um, On to... Cardi and Offset. Cardi, I've been told you to leave him the first time. He fucked over you. And then, like, messed up your, like, messed up your performance for trying to apologize. Nigga, you could have waited. Um, I understand that Cardi is young. I know she said previously that she didn't want to necessarily, like, start over with somebody else because, you know, I mean, I get it. The get to know you phase and all of these things. I get it. But, sis, go ahead and level up. Like, you'll be fine. However, take what you've learned from QC. Because um, QC has was a great management promotion team. Um, take what you learned from them. You got you got out of that situation into something new. Um, so maybe that's why she got whopped. <laughs> new situations new levels okay <laughs> um you know so her her snatch 
it won't be dry because, I mean, new situations is make it a little wet from the excitement of new opportunity. Okay. I actually like that. Um, But you niggas running around here talking about, I guess what wasn't enough. Your mama wasn't enough. And that's that's all I'm going to say. Because a lot of y'all really be, uh, y'all be trying it. Y'all be trying it. Cardi did get Offset's last name. You, however, still got your mamas. So, we just leave that there. Um, But I have heard that, like, the by them getting married in Georgia, I have heard that the custody battle, because I think Cardi, I think, believe Cardi wants full custody of culture. I do believe that the custody battle maybe a little tense from what I heard. I heard that Georgia, like if a dad really wants custody out there in Georgia, like more than likely they may give it to him. I mean, but they both have money. We'll see. I think this may, I mean, if that's the case, we may see some uh, a really good case to argue. Um, but she does have the right to file for divorce and, because uh, Offset didn't. I, if she didn't have WAP, then maybe Offset would have filed for divorce. But the fact that Cardi filed for divorce means that she's tired. Um, And then he's supposed to have another baby on the way. Yes. Get out of that, sis. Get out. Um, So kudos to Cardi. Offset, you'll be all right, too. Mm, Summer Bunny is probably waiting in the wings for you to come and get her. It's fine. Uh, I'm pro-ho here. <laughs> do what you do sis it's okay um also i want to talk on y'all's fave uh kanye kanye i don't care i'm over you i'm over it um you were the, again you were the same person who decided that slavery was a choice therefore you signing on the dotted line you chose what you wanted to do now you want to try to air out the room Nigga, you married into slavery. You married into that. Kim and them sold their souls for freaking attention, and you wanted to be a part of that, and that's what you got. You can say that you don't want to be a part of it as much as you want, but Kris Jenner is always working. And so you're, you're a part of it now. Hell, yeah, you do have to worry about your damn kids, too. <laughs> Because Chris is going to work and exploit whatever the hell she can. And this is what you chose. So deal with it. You can pee on whatever, however, how many Grammys you want. I don't care. Move the fuck on. You'll never get a Beyonce. <clears throat> and I also think you wouldn't have had these problems with Amber Rose or your previous black girlfriend. You wouldn't have had none of these problems. But that's what you want to do. Do it. Be happy in it because that's what you chose. <sighs> now, since we got the heavy things out of the way, let's talk about Lovecraft. So, I'm going to go from episode four because of the way that I record, I can't always cover everything. So, episode four, History of Violence. Um, It opens up with Montrose, a.k.a. Michael Williams, having a lot of old memories of some of the things that his father has told him. Um, and it was pretty heavy, you know, um, which he 
it's a consistent struggle between him and Tick because Tick's, Tick just wants his dad's approval and his dad's love, but Montrose kind of like didn't come from that. So it's kind of hard to demand something of somebody that they may not have in them. And so it's interesting to see their dynamic. But, I mean, their dynamic is true within a lot of households. And so um, I have not seen the Goonies. Don't call me weird, lame, whatever. Fuck off. I haven't seen the Goonies. I haven't. The only thing I remember about Indiana Jones, I know it was a white man stealing artifacts back, stealing stolen artifacts back from people that stole them but he was still in them back just to put them in a, another museum whatever the only thing i remember about indiana jones is the um the attraction i think that was at universal studios where you could go and watch it live and you saw the big boulder rolling on and he's like duh, 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 duh. that's all i remember um but it had like those kinds of vibes i really enjoyed it um so we also talk about white people Columbus and shit as they normally do. Um, and Titus Braithwaite was their Columbus. And so he has this whole museum dedicated to them. It has a secret passageway. They find the passageway, all of these things. Then we find out that we run across Yahima. Yahima is an indigenous person so they're entering to this boat looks like and it looks like people were having a feast and then we run into Yahima and they do some I can't remember but she comes to life and she speaks and she mentions that she is from the Caribbean Arawak tribe which the Arawak tribe is real and they um like your Caribbean, your Caribbean, um, hey, like Haiti, Dominican Republic, kind of like they're all like down in there or they've at least migrated like to those different places. And it has been said that previously that uh, like Titus Braithwaite didn't like like African slaves, but he liked Caribbean slaves particularly. So it's interesting how all of this is going to tie in. Um. But Kahima does not speak English. She spoke in her native language, and Tick was the only one able to understand what she was saying. So some of the words that she was saying was, you are not Titus. Where is he? You're of his blood. He lied to me. He forced me to teach him, and she and he killed my family, right? And he promised that he would bring her back to her family, and now we're looking at this scene. So potentially the scene that we're looking at is like a Thanksgiving and they were left to die there because they were like trapped on the boat. So I guess it's kind of like their souls were trapped there. Um, it was really triggering because again, like the title of the, the episode was a history of violence. We know there's a long history of violence of white people, Columbus and shit and uh, killing off populations because they nasty. And that's what Hihima and her people um, encountered. And so a lot of people had problems with, some people had problems with this scene. Others didn't necessarily because I will say, however, we're only in episode five of Lovecraft. And I love the inclusion of different aspects of um, black people or 
people of color that they have. Um, and Yahima was presented as the two spirit, which neither both or all. So she had breasts, but she did have a penis. So the representation of also a POC being a true spirited being was it really touched me because we don't see that representation a lot or we see it in, a lot of times in derogatory ways. Um, so the other interesting thing about Yahima is, like I said, she was too spirited. Um, we've noted, I've noticed that the show likes to use a lot of Greek mythology references and also um, kind of like God, well, Bible like references at, from time to time. And Yahima says she was Elohim, which is one who came from the sky. But at the same time, in one of her, um, she did say that she was people, she was from the land of many waters. Uh, many waters can mean abundance or it could actually mean water. So could Yahima actually be like a mermaid? Or could she be a siren? Well, we find out that if she left the boat, she would be a siren. She can't speak, and all she could do is make this loud, Arr! and it hurts your ears or whatever. But that was because Titus technically took her voice. But Siren is known to be a mermaid, and she appeared in Aquaman. Apparently, it's supposed to be in, is the identical sister of Mira and the sister-in-law to Aquaman. So, which we know in previous episode, we have Wonder Woman and Superwoman, Amazonian, um, Hippolyta, and Diana. So, don't really know, like, which way we're going to go with Yahima. I personally don't think Yahima is dead, but uh, Montrose, bitch ass, did kill Yahima. Um... It's kind of hard to really understand why he did it. Some people are saying that because she can translate the pages that are missing from the book, that um, Montrose is protecting Tick from that because it could be bad things for him. So people had a problem because, again, it was a two-spirited person. We barely see that on TV. And the way that she died was a little bit harsh because he slit her throat. However, I feel blood or the color red was something that was put in this episode a lot. Like, it would be random pops of red, whether it was the red um, ribbon tied around the scroll, Montrose slitting her throat, and... Uh, Christina wearing red, which Christina usually doesn't wear red. Christina usually wears like black and white and like dark colors. But to see her in like this scarlet red, it was interesting. Random red cars. Um, you know, Letty had the the doors still marked with protection from when they had the exorcism ceremony from the voodoo priestess. Um, so you kind of saw like little pops of this. So it kind of. I wonder how it really all ties in. But a lot of people didn't. They think that she could have been killed another way, not so gruesomely. Um, and they also didn't like the depiction of a trans person being killed because we know, like, these are real-life things that happen every day. Um, black, women, black trans women and other 
people of color who are trans they get killed at an extremely high rate like we're still fighting with that like to this day so i do understand the sentiment however we understand we know like what link some parents will go to to protect their kids i mean just here in texas a woman hired a goddamn hitman to take out the competition of her daughter for the damn cheerleader squad and we seen Aunt becky and them like starting a scam ring well a robbery ring to make false pictures and sat scores and stuff just for the kids to get into these prestigious schools so i don't ever want to question you know to what length parents will go to protect their kids but that's what i kind of think happened um i do agree that it may have been may have could have been handled another way but i also feel that in this aspect um montrose became the oppressor a lot of times we deal with those kinds of things when certain people get into power especially if they're black or person of color like they kind of they may look at other people like in the same boat as them as less than because i've made it you haven't and so that's how i kind of looked at it as him becoming the oppressor um so on to episode five, which we have the beautiful Ruby and I don't know, my my podcast text said that she looked like Michael Jackson. She actually really does. Um, Yes, that pointed nose really, I think the pointed nose does it justice. And the jawline and the eyes. Yeah, the eyes kind of set. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, yeah, you're right. Ooh. Maybe she could have been Michael instead of Flex Washington. Where was she? Anyway, I also picked this picture because a lot of times black women aren't necessarily displayed in the best light. So give the white woman a little bit of a, you know, she was out there working, whatever, and then give the beautiful picture of Ruby. Um, This episode was really good. So we had a couple of, it was kind of gory, but not in a Quentin Tarantino way. Which was great. Because <laughs> he totally overdoes it. And he gets really excited to say nigga. Or put nigga in, in the script some kind of way. I don't know. But so in this episode, we're presented with metamorphosis. Which metamorphosis is the process or transformation from an immature form to an adult form in two or more distinct stages. And at this time on the news... There was uh, talking about Kenyan locusts, um, and the, the news were saying that the Kenyan locusts were going through five stages of metamorphosis before they get their wings to become sexually mature, where they will devour everything in their path. So, in, to me, it seemed like when white people kind of like have come into power, right? Once they figured out all the sick, twisted shit that they were going to do to other people, they did. They just came in and they just devoured everything or killed everything that they pretty much came across. Still can't season food, but killed everything that they ran across. But this was a beautiful episode because, like, when I tell you, like, this cast, this team, they capture every little thing. Ruby is a plus-size black woman. I guess you could not plus-size, curvy, 
how BBW, however you want to think of it. Um, and in this conversation, it well, throughout some of the dialogue throughout this episode, Ruby says some really heavy hitting um, words. And when Christina William, Chris William, Will Chris, however you want to, because obviously Lovecraft team, we were right. Christina is William, which was speculated before. We've definitely got confirmation now. So, but when she was, when he was talking to her, Ruby was like, I'm happy to be both black and a woman, but it was like sometimes, right? And, but she's at the same time concerned about how other people view her. Ruby has her mind and her heart set on getting this department store job over here at, at, I can't remember the name, but we'll just say Nordstrom's. Like she has a heart set on that. She knows she's good for that. And Ruby went to, did all these classes, improved her typing skills, like did everything that she could to make herself a great, you know, gave great selling points for her to be considered to be able to be hired. But on a whim, Ruby went into the store, seen a black girl working at the store. And it's like, uh-uh, but I was supposed to be that black girl to get chosen. But I think Christina picked um, Tamara to be the black girl um, in this situation because she needed to, Christina manipulate shit. So Christina manipulated that situation to where Ruby wouldn't, now she has Ruby in a vulnerable spot. But Tamara is brown, just like Ruby, but small, thin framed. We know how people like to view, uh, no disrespect, but we know how people like to view fat black women versus your smaller frame black women. Right. So now we have this contrast of I'm everything that I need to be. She doesn't even qualify like she barely um, she barely has any of the qualifications that I do. But how does she get still get the spot? Right. And so it's interesting. I don't know why my phone's talking to me. Google is always listening. So. <laughs> um, so. We then find out that Ruby is now in um, the woman that I've shown you, white girl's body, right? Uh, yeah, bring the, bring up the picture. Uh, not the other one. Yeah. So now this is Christina William and this is Ruby and uh, what's Hillary? Hillary and Chris William. Hillary, Rube, Rube Hill. And Chris Will, whatever. So, however you want to make <laughs> damn near. Um, so, as we know, so in the, with this specific picture, we know that William is actually Christina and Hillary is actually Ruby. And I see your eyebrows go up, right? <laughs> so, the metamorphosis now comes into play, right? So, Christina... Is the is the heir to the sons of Adam, whatever fraternal order that her dad has. Christina can't rule over it because she's a woman, not because she's white, because she's a woman. So she has to trans. So she, her brother got killed. So she uses his body, and 
and she changes into him whenever she needs to make things happen because people aren't going to listen to a white I mean they'll listen to a white woman but what power do you have none so you have that and then you have Ruby who's a fat black woman in Hillary's body uh, because Ruby can't get hired where she wants to she can't move through the world like a white woman can so it's interesting to see the contrast because they're both at a disadvantage technically um and for Christina, Tick has Braithwaite blood and it's a it really gets on her nerves the fact that Tick, he's a man, so he has privilege, but now he's a black man and still has more power over her and she he's not directly the heir to it, but it's like a slap in the face because he's a black man and he still got more power over you. That sucks. So it's it's in I love this show. Um <laughs> but it does it does show the contrast and you know the things that different people how different people have to navigate the world. Um we have a voiceover from for color girls who have considered suicide when the rainbow isn't enough and somebody anybody sing a black girl's song bring her out to know herself to know you but sing her rhythms, Karen struggling hard times, sing her song of life. She's been dead for so long, closed in silence so long. She doesn't know the sound of her own voice, her infinite beauty. She's half, she's half notes scattered without rhythm, no tune, sings her sighs, sing the songs of possibilities, sings the righteous gospel, let her be born, let her be born and handled warmly. So we hear this, beautiful voiceover in in the process of Ruby becoming Hillary but also Ruby realizing like hell I don't know I really like being a black woman um and it's it's just a beautiful ass show the rest of that episode um it made me think, like, if I could be, if I could wake up and be white, what would be the first thing I would do? And that was a really hard question because, you know, Christina affirmed, you know, Ruby thought being a being in a white woman's body, I'm just going to go to the park, sit down, eat, uh, eat an ice cream and read the newspaper. Somebody mentioned, I don't know how true it is, but I will take it as believable. They said that back in the day, white black people couldn't eat vanilla ice cream. Um, so seeing Ruby eat ice cream or want like a vanilla ice cream and really enjoy it was one of the perks of being able to be a white woman. But Ruby just went to the park and read the newspaper. And Christina told her, she was like, girl, you a white woman. Use your power for more. Like, you literally could do anything you want. So Ruby took it up a notch. And to say that she had so much animosity towards Tamara when she confronted Tamara in that damn store, to come back and be the Avenger for Tamara because the the manager of the store, he liked to get fresh with the ladies. And he did attempt to rape Tamara in the alley ruby saw this um when her transformation started wearing off she saw this through the peephole and ruby went on and 
was when next day was like, hey, Mr. Such and Such, like I won't be here no more. I put my two weeks notice in and she timed it a- appropriately. So whenever her metamorphosis happens, which is really nasty and bloody, it's just kind of like, where does this bloody black woman go whenever she's covered in all this tissue and shit? Where's she going to go? Who's not going to notice? But um, she she beat the fuck out of him. And she let him know, like, if you ever try that shit again, just know that it was a black nigger bitch who did this shit. I don't know if she said that. I might have. But you get it, though? Like, you get it. I don't, did she, I don't know if she went to that extent. However, Cardi B's music was highlighted in, in this episode. I did enjoy that. Um, but she avenged for Tamara. And, you know, believe black women... Always have your sisters back and protect each other. Like, and that's what the, even though she didn't like Tamara at first, and it was really funny hearing a white woman, because Ruby still, her personality and stuff was inside of Hillary, but like hearing her tell Tamara, you got to make sure, you know, like, oh, these white people expect da 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 da. You need to make sure you do this, or they always going to have power over you. And then the manager overhearing that, it was like, oh, sis, calm down. You're Hillary. Um, but I think that we may have a lot of other connections going on um with the power with the magic and stuff within this episode within this series. Um, in a way that for me, I don't mind going get tarot card readings or getting my aura cleared, all kind of things like that. I don't mind that stuff at all. But I do know if I go to someone white, they only can do so much because they're not black. So they're not connected to the ancestors that are here for me. And so I think that a lot of the power that each character has, because obviously each, each character is connected to something it's going to take them to realize where they come from and where they have to go for their power to be infinite and for their power to be amazing. Cause Christina taps into it and Christina and uh, Christina is gifted with the invulnerability. So she can't really be hurt and she can't really be killed. So it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of this um, unfolds. Um, another highlight real quick is the, the police chief and dickhead Hiram, who was doing the experiments on the black people in the house, um, looks like he may have been part of the experiment because he did have a black man's chest. So we don't know if he is actually a black man or... He just has, like, black body parts because people are are obsessed with um, different body parts that black people have in some aspects, you know? Hence the Kardashians and, you know, all these other black fishing assholes. Like, I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm tired. If one more person come out and say that I am actually a black woman, I mean, I'm not a black woman, 
Like, I really want to set some shit on fire. It's been way too many. You got Sean King. You got Jessica Krug. You got Rachel Dolezal. You got all these other Instagramming-ass girls who be out here black fishing and shit. But whenever black women call out, uh, you a hater. No, like, these hoes really be perpetrating. And y'all still give them a green light. And I'm just tired of it. Like, me, black people, and other people of color... Our heritage, our like our heritage, our culture, all of the things that make us us, they're not fucking costumes. Like stop fucking trying it. And I'm tired. Like y'all need to punch these people in the face. So they learn their goddamn lesson. Cause that's why they keep doing it. And shit. Oh, anyway. That was my tangent. But yeah, but it kind of wraps up everything that's currently going on. And it's just a really great show. If you're really nerdy, watch it um, because all the different connections. I'm curious to see. uh, This was Ruby's episode. I think Hippolyta's and Diana's episode is coming up as well. Um, I do like how they highlight like each character does have like their own episode. Oh, how could I forget the most important part? So we do find out that... Montrose is gay and in this episode he was quiet and so I think it's a symbolism symbolism of him taking Yahima's voice so now he can't speak he only said like one word the whole episode which I was glad for because Montrose be sabotaging shit and he always got something to say so it's um it was kind of interesting and he did get tick beat the shit out of him and he went to his lover and his lover was like, who did it? Was it the niggas or like, was it the police? Because this is something that, you know, black gay men do go through. Like, um, it kind of makes you think like, damn, like it is harsh because Montrose's father, I think Montrose's father knew he was gay as well. And his dad would say really mean things and horrible things. So those same thoughts continue to haunt him to this day and for his lover to still be sympathetic and still take him in and love on him and bring him to it was like a drag queen show but I got to see two of my favorite girls Shangela and Monet Exchange what's up I again love that they introduced so many levels of blackness that are still included within being black because nobody's going to be one particular type of black person you know we do have gay we have straight we have bi we have trans we have all of these different people all of these different aspects that's what make us so fucking cool and um but to see Montrose being able to be himself in a it it was a relieving happy moment um because I don't think black people don't have black spaces to be able to really be ourselves, And I think this episode, episode five highlights how we have to code switch sometimes to make other people comfortable, but those other people can be, can take the most stereotypical um, aspects of blackness and then trend. And then it's accepted everywhere, but we can't be ourselves. And it's, it's hard trying not to code switch because it's literally ingrained in you. You know, but I do want to encourage everybody, like, be a black-ass self. Fuck these people. Um, but anyway, the show is great. It's fucking amazing. I love it. Um, yeah, so check it out. Um, make sure you guys follow me at Trill 
T-R-I-L-L-K-I-N-S-E-Y um, on Instagram. Uh, hit me up. Um, support a black business today, this week. Speaking of, I need to follow up with one of them. Um, Cause I think it's been a month. Cause I got some natural products for like my skin, and they used to say it take about a month for them to ship. So I need to follow up with them. Cause I need my shit. Run me my shit. Um, however, I am in a delivery business, so I know how some of this shit works too. Anyway, but I don't know. Read some poetry. Relax. Find something that grounds you, whether it's walking outside barefooted, obviously not in an apartment complex because people just let their dogs poop anywhere. But, like, find something that grounds you, whether it's a small getaway over the weekend or, you know, just not doing nothing for a day and turning your phone off. Nothing wrong with being disconnected. It doesn't hurt anything. Um, but, yeah, y'all be good. Um, stay positive the best way you can. Uh, register to vote. Um, cause I don't know y'all, I'm scared, and um, uh, yeah, stay black and protect your magic in the words of Asante. Bye.